Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Neverland is brought to you by MyPodcastReviews.com. Check our affiliate link right there in the show notes or on our website to go and join an account. If you happen to have a podcast and you want to see your reviews you get from around the world, from every different possible place that someone could be listening and reviewing your podcast, you need to create an account. It's very inexpensive, very affordable. MyPodcastReviews.com. They'll even help you create a link where people can review your podcast very easily that you can put right into your show notes. Once again, MyPodcastReviews.com. The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. All this has happened before. Hey kids, Townsend Coleman here, the voice of Michelangelo from the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Tom Kane, this is the voice of Yoda on Star Wars. Hey yo, it's Wobat, and a big yeehaw to you all. I used to be Luke too. Hi, my name is Oli Shoshan. I play Jedi Master Shakti. Hi, Butch Patrick here, Eddie Munster. Hi, this is Jim. Hi, this is Bill Farmer. You're listening to the Neverland Podcast. Welcome to Neverland, to Disney and beyond. And it will all happen again. And now your head lost boy, the Spider Pan. Walk on the eyes of East Pan. Jeremy. Take your pixie out of your pockets, Neverlander. Sprinkle some pixie dust around. Think that happiest thought. Hi, Lost Boy Phil is here. Howdy, howdy. And we're going to have some fun today. I got a lot of different stuff. I've been I've been building this up, really, I think, for uh, a couple of weeks now because we didn't get to do a Valentine's Day show like I wanted to. So I have, a, have an idea for Valentine's Day. We're going to talk about some of our favorite Disney couples. I've listed a few of them. Good. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and talk about that. And, you know, I didn't get a chance to put things together. Things didn't come together last weekend, so we just had that fun time there. We got to hear some of Eric's audio out there uh, in, the, in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, etc. last week. So I've gotten to build up all kinds of stuff. There's so much to talk about. Uh, we're even going to talk about uh, some things I think that will help you understand some where some characters are coming from in WandaVision. I've been collecting a lot of information, and we're going to get into that. But... Uh, Make sure also you find Neverland Rock Radio on Spotify and Anchor. That is also a place that I'm creating. A, I need it. I haven't hit anything out there in a while, but I'm able to play music on there, and so I'm having some fun. It's kind of a personal journal there. So there's all kinds of fun stuff going on, and I just oh, we're just gonna have to dive head first into stuff. But uh, so like, all right, Wandavision. Here's some of the things, and uh, you might remember that because. When uh, when I was reading a lot of comics, I mainly I'd read Spider Man. I used to read X Men mm. like in the nineties. Yeah. Uh, so I wasn't paying attention to the Avengers like you were. Yeah, I, I think you were paying attention I did a lot in, more in the nineties and in the early millennium. I did. Uh, I got into it when I was going through my second brain surgery. Mm. Uh, someone brought me uh, the Avengers, and uh, they first brought me the Avengers and Avengers West Coast, and because they used to have all that. And I read some of those, and I enjoyed it. You know, I it, that's how I got into Vision. And I kind of, to be truthful, I'm a geek, but I uh, not a shock. I'm on here. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I kind of fell for the whole uh, love triangle, if you will. Not triangle, but the the 
the drama, if you will, of a uh, android and a woman. Or synthetic. They never call them so much an well, android. He's like a synthetic. A, a non-human and yeah. a human but yet, being in love. Yeah, kind, kind of human in a lot of ways. Very interesting. I thought it, it, it was almost dramatic and soap operation in a way, because how can a human and, a, and an android, they can't really be together, but they're together. And it was very interesting. And I can answer that question. And some of this you might have seen happen. So I've done some research and watched some videos on YouTube where people collect all the history, and I have got the information right for you, dear listener. So let's 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 break it down. All the characters you wouldn't see in Wandavision. So we have Wanda Maximoff, formerly known as the mutant daughter of Magneto. Her and Pietro both were the twin children of Eric Lindsher mm-hmm. and a Magneto. Romani or Magneto, yes, Magneto, or and a Romani woman. Mm-hmm. That they were supposed to have all died, and uh, for a long time, Magneto wasn't sure he still had those children. Magneto's had an interesting history because he had another child that was killed, uh, and that's what kind of really turned him against humans. And where do we, um, what, do we know what, that happened in Russia? That was a different thing. Do we entirely. know which issue they showed up in of X Men? All right, now let's not make it complicated on me. X-Men. I'm not grabbing issue numbers. I'm just want to tell I, the story. X Men number two. <laughs> I thought that was interesting. Or, 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 or yeah, because but the, the, they, the Scarlet Witch and uh-huh. they showed up in X Men number they, two. They, they, whenever he showed up with all his little mutants, uh, is he was well, part of his three? brotherhood of evil yeah, mutants. They, okay, yeah, he, that was when they first showed up. Okay, I thought you were gonna make it complicated no. on when the stuff no. I'm talking I about now because there's a lot of the history and the and this is why my wife hates regular comics and she likes her manga manga is always written by one person and they just tell their one story but the problem with that is once they're done you're not going to get anything new the problem though is that that she has with marvel and i kind of have the problem too is retconning yeah and i have to keep explaining her what retcon means this is where they go back and they retroactively change continuity yeah and it's hard and to it's stick. happened so much they do a dc too and it's hard to keep with yeah and that has happened so many times and they've changed it because they didn't want to have you know them be mutants because they didn't have control of mutants in the films and so they've changed it where they are products of the high evolutionary but they are still children of this romani woman which is weird and uh, so she uh, her magic is known as chaos magic and she is also a nexus being which means it's kind of hard to explain it when I've read it, but she kind of exists in all realities. In the entire multiverse, she's somehow another there and yeah. can affect things in all realities. Very weird. Now, Vision, Vision has had actually several forms. He was originally built from the original android Human Torch by Ultron. So, for those of you who don't know, back in the times when Namor and Captain America were going back in the, during World War II, there was a Human Torch who was an android. Mm-hmm. Before, there was a Fantastic Four Human Torch. So Ultron got that body and built Vision out of it, but his mind was created from the brainwaves of Wonder Man. So Vision actually was very human in the way he yeah. felt, had emotions and feelings. He was very human. He just had a synthetic body, which is why he's able to fall in love with somebody. Yeah. Which now in the in the MCU, you're used to he had the Mind Stone, and the Mind Stone's kind of what brought sure. him around. So plus he also had the mentality, the artificial intelligence of Jarvis, which Jarvis is in the comics as a, as a live human old man, Butler. Yeah. Uh, very different. So the first time he was destroyed, it was a plot by Immortus, who master of time, and he's an older version of a character all, called King the Conqueror. Now, I yep. find this interesting because there's been talk that maybe Bring King the in. Conqueror is going to be the next yeah. big bad. Bring, and, they, and I've been waiting for him. I like him. So they're, they have a potential to work their way that direction with WandaVision. Yeah. Uh, I think they are. And I think I think it mutants, might be coming. I think the mutants going back to the mutants. They haven't been able to do that because they didn't have the rights to it because the mutants. Were and now they do. Fox, and now they do. And now they like do. Slowly be shorted because that's why it's going to happen. And we I'm just not don't trying know to how. ruin this. I'm assuming if you're listening to this, you already know anyway. But we'll try not to spoil an episode though. No, I'm trying not to. But they have used hints. I'll just say hints because I don't want to ruin anything. They've used hints towards the X Men films. Well, yeah, at least in, in one person. One person. So, yeah. therefore, I do think Although they're blending it. I think we're learning good, yeah. some more about that character so really quick. I think here. they're blending it all in. Yeah, so they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna find a way to make it work. So, uh, did a good job. Now, what Immortus did by destroying the original Vision, he, he, how he did it was he persuaded the government that Vision was, was a hacking threat because he could hack into anything. And so the government got him and took him apart. And Immortus also did this whole thing where he faked that he wasn't made from the original Torch. And so he, you know, lost the whole identity of who he was. Hank Pym actually put him back together and he had all the memories. But Wonder Man was not unwilling to share like his brainwaves. And so Vision, this is the white version you'll see in the arcade, Captain America and the Avengers, the arcade game, where he had a white Vision. He's completely emotionless. He has all his memories, but he's emotionless. 
Now, during the time when he did have emotions is when they had a, him and Wanda did have a relationship. And oh, yes, they did live in a place in New Jersey when they were married. So that is where that comes from. Now, Sword and Abigail Brand. This is actually pretty recent uh, stuff in, in the grand scheme of things. This is the Sentient World Observation and Response Department. So Abigail Brand, well, Brand, she takes on from a mutant power she seems to have because she seems to be half alien, half human with an X gene. So really, her name is Abigail. She knows her father was an alien, which her father is some sort of green furry alien race, which is why she finds Beast of the X-Men attractive. And they have kind of a little thing going on. Uh, So... Sword was actually first introduced in Astonishing X-Men Volume 3, Number 6, was created by Josh Whedon and John Cassidy. Sword was originally an offshoot of S.H.I.E.L.D., but since the departure of Nick Fury as director of S.H.I.E.L.D., relations between the two organizations have become strained, and the head of Sword is Special Agent Abigail Brand. Its primary command and control headquarters is aboard the orbital space station known as the Peak, which is kind of like the Justice League's watchtower in space. Yeah. It's very similar to that, except for the Peak has been darn near destroyed multiple times. All right, so Sword actually had an undercover operative in the X-Mansion in Astonishing X-Men, Volume 3, Number 17. The identity of the undercover operative was revealed to be Lockheed. Lockheed is a dragon that uh, Kitty Pride had, yeah, uh, Shadowcat, uh, which I guess, because he's basically in some sort, he's from a sentient world other than Earth, and that's what they look at. So, I mean, aliens, other dimensions, they look at a lot of stuff. But I also found some stuff about Jimmy Woo. Jimmy Woo is a descendant of Genghis Khan. This is a character that dates back to like the 1950s, 1960s. Yeah, I remember seeing him uh, when I was a kid. They would, I remember reading uh, about Jimmy Woo. Yeah, I didn't know about him at yeah. all. But uh, they they had to be careful because, I mean, that's yes. now because his, his villain, the, the, the Yellow Claw, yeah. would be considered slightly, ra- cause slightly racist. For a yes. while, they actually were drawing some of the characters a bit yellow, mm-hmm. but now yeah. only Yellow Claw is kind of yellow because it's a thing. But they've learned, well, you know, the Asian people are not necessarily yellow, yellow in color, yeah. you know? Quite, quite frankly. <laughs> They're not jaundice, okay? I, I don't know if they... Meant it back then that way, or if it was just a style. It was. It was did, really just a kind of where you know, red and yellow, black and white. Right. Yeah. We don't mean anything by it, but that was kind of where we kind of thought of that, people. But yes, you know, and they they the uh, the the way they drew Oriental people back then, the way they drew the eyes, yeah. the way they drew the skin, everything but had a, a it was caricature. Tone. Yeah, yeah they was it was, it was caricature because way to say it. everything has to be emphasized because they were mm-hmm. trying to make sure that you got the idea that this person was supposed to be yeah, Japanese or it. whatever or Chinese exactly. You know, they would overemphasize characteristics. That's it. Uh, so it was caricatures, and overdone they weren't meaning sometimes. to be. It was very overdone. Yeah, uh, and then, you know, I think people have gotten better at being able to make people look more real, and but it's still it's hard to make a realistic person in keep drawing. in mind too the the coloring that yeah. you could do back then was a lot different, and they yeah. didn't have computer. Yeah, they didn't have that. That's why we actually had a gray Hulk, you know, yeah, yeah. for a little bit. Yeah, and for that one yeah. issue, because they couldn't get him to be the and, green. And, uh, well, at first they they couldn't get the gray to work because it, that's why they went green. Oh, they, they, they that what it was? Okay. Yeah, they couldn't get the gray quite right. Huh. The gray kept changing from uh, uh, page to page. So finally, they decided by the next issue just to make him green and to keep it. They was able to keep it the same basic green, huh. but they couldn't keep the gray right. So that's and, what it was. And it was the same with the uh, the because I know he was supposed to be like Frankenstein's monster a little yeah, bit. Yeah, uh, that's that's kind of what had happened with also uh, back then the skin tones. That's why everyone was pretty much pink. Everyone pretty much had a pink tone. Well, yeah, everything looked and, a little weird. Not to sound racist whatsoever, but if you was Caucasian, you was pretty much pink back in those days on comic books. I'm talking. But uh, if you was a an African American or black, because some people like to call that, uh, you had a basic same brown yeah. tone. And if you was an Asian of any sort, you were pretty much a yellow tone because that's pretty much all that they had. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah, trying to it. come against them for that is it's, it's like it's too a little much. Overboard but I'm too. not gonna. Yeah. I want, I'm not gonna dive into that here. No, no. I really won't. All right. So you just have to take it. Yeah. A grain, uh, basically a bucket of salt. Yeah, a bucket <laughs> of salt. They're like you know most of the time they really they didn't mean anything bad by it they weren't trying to be there are people who have done bad things of with course. stuff yes but not but everybody not everybody was trying to do anything bad and we didn't consider it any problem now it's the not not that morality really has changes it's the social norms that change yes, that's it, yeah. of what people will call anyways but formerly uh, Jimmy Woo had formed a group called the G-Men. I'd kind of like to see this become a series or a mm-hmm. movie uh, this is a team consisted of a guy known as Gorilla Man 
because he was a man who had kind of turned into a gorilla. M11, which I forgot who that is. The Uranian and Venus, which Venus is, yes, like the goddess of love. Venus, known as Aphrodite and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so this would be interesting. Uh, and after successfully rescuing the president, the team operated for about six months before it was decided the world was not ready for such a team and disbanded. Because these were, you know, super power, like almost godlike, these people. Because, I mean, you had one, literally, you know, Venus. But, you know, if you can have Thor in there on the Avengers, Venus, then Venus. If you will. <laughs> yeah. I love that also. <laughs> but uh, after that, Jimmy Woo became head of the Atlas Foundation, and he actually turned into a force of good. That was the intention of the Yellow Claw, wanted him to be the head of the Atlas Foundation. Uh, and he had actually was throughout throughout Jimmy Woo's life. He tried to orchestrate him to become the head of the Atlas Foundation, but Atlas Foundation was kind of an evil, corrupt organization. Then Jimmy Woo says, "Okay, fine. You want me to head this up? I will. But we're going to do things my way." And he cleaned it up and made it a force for good. So Jimmy Woo, I love that character. I ever since we met him in Ant Man and the Wasp, that's where I first come across him. I really love that character. Yeah, and I'm happy cool. to have him in the One Division. So following the dissolution of the G-Men, Jimmy returned to regular government work. And by the modern era, a still youthful Wu joined Nick Fury's S.H.I.E.L.D. organization. And during his this time with S.H.I.E.L.D., he fought alongside Fury and Captain America and battling what appeared to be a revived Yellow Claw. Now, I'm not going to say why this name comes up. Agatha Harkness. Now this, 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 this woman's scary, but you never know whose side she's on. During the Salem Witch Trials, uh, they they thought that it was necessary to make magical people stronger. No, she thought Agatha Harkness said the Salem Witch Trials are were important. They need and necessary because she thought it's going to make us magical people stronger. That's how weird and creepy she is. So Harkness had come actually to the New World, hoping to actually have more freedom to practice magic, and she started a coven of witches here in the United States. So. Here in a slightly more modern times, she is actually the governess of Franklin Richards, son of Mr. Fantastic and the Invisible Woman of the Fantastic Four. And actually, this kind of happened. And, uh, there's, I, there was a big, long, complicated story. But just to sum it up, she actually saved Thing of the Fantastic Four from the Frightful Four. Now, who are the Frightful Four? Frightful Four are the people who fight the Fantastic Four. Well, I figured that much. But who are they? Uh, well, I, I can't remember all their names. One of them was, uh, uh, oh, uh, one with the long hair. Um, Medusa? Medusa. And they changed several times different. And she's an inhuman, isn't she? Yeah, she's inhuman. Yeah. And she's sometimes good, sometimes now, bad. But for in the beginning she was all bad. And there mm. was a I can't think of what his name right now. He's got like a big head and he has a guns. So I can't think of his name. But yeah. Modoc? Modoc, yeah. He was okay. one of them. And there was a, a few others and uh, a few of them has changed. Well one of them uh, was Sandman, one of the original ones. Really? Yeah, it was Sandman. And he was uh with that. Uh, he was was Spider Man first, yeah. But then he went straight straight over to Fantastic Four and was huh. was one of those, a frightful four. And then uh, I can't think of the the fourth one at the moment, but they've they've had several. I, was, I was imagine Doctor Doom would somehow or another be involved. Well, with I it. haven't seen it with that yet because hmm. he he wasn't involved with them. But they they've had several incarnations and they but they always had that basic style where they're kind of supposed to be a bad guy version of the Fantastic yeah. Four, and so they yeah. try to have someone who. Kind of goes to compare with the good guy version, or if you will. I mean, excuse me, the bad Someone guy Someone to version. match up against uh, Yeah, them, match up. Really. That's it. Yeah. That's perfect. Match up with Visible Woman. And they don't have to have basically, well, she goes invisible, so this one's more visible or anything like that. But they ha they have someone who can match it perfectly well. Yeah. Imagine it like a, if, if you're a wrestling fan or not. The Survivor Series, you'd always you have four, at least yeah. in the later years, you always had six four, on six four, or yeah, whatever. Four, 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 five, four, five, five, yeah. You'd have to have someone who would be a perfect match for Hulk Hogan. Yeah. You have someone who, someone who is like their top heel right now. Yeah, that there you go. Yep. That, that's it. You, exactly. So that basically sums it up. So, But that's eventually, it. okay, so the Salem 7 took over the New Salem community. And they captured Agatha and killed her by burning her at the stake. Oh. In an ensuing battle between the Scarlet Witch and Salem Seven, the entire community's energies were drawn into vertigo of the Seven, who lost control of them. Wanda managed to capture some of the, some of the energy and funneled it away, but the entire town was still decimated. Wanda channeled the remaining energy to set in motion her becoming pregnant with her synthesoid husband's children. Now... That's also there's, we're going to get into a bit more with the synthesoid husband and on the children they have together, but that's kind of important there. So later, Agatha resurfaced, avoiding explanations for her return. She claimed that Scarlet's two witches' children were actually fragments of the soul of Mephisto, and wiped Wanda's memory of her children rather than fight to free the two from Mephisto when he reabsorbed the two. I'm going to get into that later as well. But Agatha actually taught 
the Scarlet Witch saw how to use her, her chaos magic. So I'm wondering, okay, well, I don't want to say. Yeah. I don't want to say, but I just want to let you know who that character is. Yeah. Uh, Agatha also went on to aid other mystics in a number of crisis situations and trained Wanda further in the use of her powers, claiming that her mutant ability was actually to use chaos magic and helpfully resurrect the Avenger Wonder Man. And he fully resurrected him. Yeah, I like Wonder Man. <laughs> I'm waiting to see him get to pop up. You, so. you know they've had hints of him, and they, uh, Nathan Fillion was sort of He'd be him. so cool. He, they had him in the in the background as Wonder Man, pre-Wonder Man, in a movie. I can't think of which movie it was right now. Mm. But they he was in a film, and he was in the background. As, that would be cool. That's pre-Wonder Man. That would be and cool. I thought, wow. Because you know that's a pretty big actor to have in the background. Yeah. kind of sat in there. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I love on this show, I don't know if I'm jumping ahead of anything. You probably are. I'm actually not talking about the show. I'm just talking about people popping up in this show. Because okay. that's how we don't spoil anything. Well, I don't want to spoil I'm anything. letting everybody know what's, what's some stuff that happened in the comics. It just helps to give perspective on what you know if you've been watching this the show. This doesn't ruin the show. I was more to say, I like how the show has given sort of wink-winks to TV shows. Oh, uh, yeah. And more or less, and, and what I like is, it's not specifically a TV show that has been, but... Some things are obvious nods to, like, let's say, Family yeah. Ties. Yeah. And the some, Office. The Office and also Parks and, uh, whether it Parks and Resurrection or whatever it is. Parks and Rec, yeah, it was yeah, kind of the there's Office. There's kind yeah. of that, yeah. the Office, and things similar to that. Some the of it most is recent episode and it's pretty episode. obvious. One of, you know, is uh, obviously Bewitched. Yeah. Is, and, uh, and Dick Van Dyke's show and little things right. like that. Right. But we've I, already discussed that, so we don't need to bring it up again. It's, yes, it is. But yeah. it's already been discussed. Very similar. We got, I got a ton of stuff still to get through. So. Here's the timeline of things. All right, so the timekeepers were worried about Wanda having children. They ordered Immortus to kill her, but instead, Immortus helped her relationship with Vision. Now, remember, Immortus is King the Conqueror in an older form, mm -hmm. right? And he's the one who eventually got Vision destroyed. Now, he even offered Vision to, to move his mind into Cap's body at one point, so Vision could have a real body. Immortus thought some other help in the relationship was going to prevent them from having kids and stuff. I don't know how that logic works. But, of course, eventually they were married, and the wedding was officiated by Immortus. They moved to New Jersey. Wink, wink, nod, nod. Uh -huh. Okay. Wanda wanting kids. Wanda creates two souls from fragments of Mephisto's soul, as mentioned earlier, that Agatha told her about. Now, how this happened, Doctor Strange and two of the Fantastic Four had actually destroyed Mephisto, breaking him into six pieces. Now, if anyone doesn't know who Mephisto is, you're probably familiar with the term used for the devil as Mephisto. That's pretty much the, the dude in the Marvel Universe. He's kind of like the devil. Uh, so, I'm kind of wondered, and some people have, have also been speculating, I've seen on Facebook, if Mephisto is going to somehow be involved. Who knows? We don't know. It would be interesting if they bring him in. Because that would be good for Because Doctor Strange is supposed to get scary and stuff. I think Mephisto would be a good villain for Doctor Strange to fight next time. That might be what they're doing. That would be scary for what they're trying to do. So, it's a possibility. But we, I don't know for sure. Alright, so, the two boys are, of course, named Thomas and William. Uh, they were kind of, their names were sort of mixtures between the original Human Torch and Wonder Man. Uh, mm. They kind of mixed them around. Now, Mephisto turns a guy who was an actor, Martin Preston, into Master Pandemonium after, after Martin Preston had had an accident and he was trapped by his arm and he lost his arm. And basically what Mephisto did is he put demons to replace the two arms and turned them into Master Pandemonium. And so Mephisto lies to him. Mephisto says, oh, well, you can go recollect your soul. Because basically Mephisto says, well, I own your soul. But he says, you can go recollect your soul. But actually what he was collecting was Mephisto's soul. And in order to do that, he was absorbing pieces of Mephisto, putting Mephisto back to power, and he absorbed Thomas and Billy. And that's actually where they ended up. For, well, at least for the time being, that changed here. All right, so long story short, House of M, where Wanda actually created her own reality, mm -hmm. which is still, it's, it's her and Pietro as the children of Magneto, and it's I a big complicated that, no. thing. House of M, yeah, but... Uh, in the in part of it, she actually killed Wanda. Or, I mean, sorry, Wanda actually killed Vision and Ant Man by destroying Avengers Mansion. Now, Tony Stark did later rebuild Vision and even returned him to his old green and red form, and managed to restore his emotions. Ant Man was brought back actually by his daughter Cassie of the Young Avengers in a time travel incident. That's it's a very very complicated thing. I'm not going to get into because I watched a video on it and it was complicated. But Cassie is important, and I wonder if the Young Avengers is coming. Because 
Billy and Thomas, we're going to find out later, are part of the Young Avengers as well with Cassie. Now, I think Cassie has gotten some of uh, the growth and the shrinking stuff. I think she's doing that similar thing. I don't know. But I'm figuring that's what she does. But Thomas and Billy are actually reincarnated souls. And so they're, they manage, they're somehow back. I don't know how that works. But they found each other. They're all grown up. But here's here's where the timeline thing is. Things, cause, all right, so, so Peter Parker is still supposed to be in his mid to late 20s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yet their two children have now grown up to what teenagers? But if you watch the show, they kind of they, they kind of an accelerated growth. So they're, that's yeah. that's why I think in the show they're doing that to just kind of cheat it a little bit. Uh-huh. And the comics they were like, what the heck? But they go, oh, they were just reincarnated souls. They came back older. Whatever. Comic timeline. It's hard yeah, to match it. Kind of makes some sense. It never yeah. makes sense. <laughs> now, so. Thomas and Billy have come back as Speed and Wiccan of the Young Avengers, which I didn't realize that. So mm. Speed, of course, we've seen. Uh, I think it's Thomas that has taken after there is, you know, after Pietro, and got the speed powers. And Wiccan has like weird magic powers, and but they both became part of Young Avengers, and they were brought together actually by Iron Lad, Teddy is his actual name, who was part of the Young Avengers, but he was actually Young King the Conqueror, and he was actually trying to prevent himself from becoming King the Conqueror. Very, very I remember, interesting. I remember reading something like that. Yeah, there's some crazy weird stuff. Now, one other thing that's, that some people are going to observe, and I, I bet it's coming, is Billy and Teddy had kind of a relationship. I remember. And I'll just leave it there. But I bet some people are expecting that. Uh, but I want to move on and, and jump into the trailer park. Mama, now the gator got in the house. Now the gator? Give me that sugar. Come here. The Neverland Trailer Park. All right, now I know you've been itching about talking about this. Ah. Uh, so the Snyder Cut, we've got a full preview of the Snyder Cut for the uh, the uh, Justice League movie. A four-hour cut. Yeah. Because, now here's the thing. All of you DC film fans that were begging and clamoring for this, you just better shut up and like it. Uh-huh. There's no guarantee it's actually any better whatsoever. It's just longer. But you better shut up and like it because you begged for this and they finally have caved. This is going to be on HBO Max. I, It's Jared Leto's Joker is back and people are trying to pretend they're excited. I'm like, you, you realize this is Jared Leto's Joker, right? But, and there's even something you just saw that about. Yeah, that I wasn't too excited about a picture I saw where the Joker is wearing a crown of thorns uh, mocking Christ. Now, yeah. keep in mind, I'm a pastor and a minister, and I find that blasphemous, which it is. Yeah, it is. That is, that is blasphemy. But, which, he is a villain, so that makes sense for a villain to do, I guess. Yeah, to do something. Yeah. But bad guy the, does bad things, the, I guess. The problem I have is uh, we're in a generation where villains are more praised than the heroes. Uh, yeah, we'll get to that one, too. See what movie is coming next. Oh, uh, yeah. Yes. That, that being said, <laughs> what, one of the problems I have, though, is... I'm not a Snyder fan. Uh, most of his yeah. films have been garbage, in my opinion. Just my opinion. But uh, this is not to say that I thought that the the Joss Whedon, even though I do like Joss Whedon as an individual, yeah. um, I, I didn't think that film was great. And, but the problem that I have is that he didn't make that film. That yeah, film was really... made by Zach, by Zach Snyder. Yeah, and they just and cut it together they their gave, way. And... They threw it together at the last end, gave uh, Joss Whedon uh, just a short amount of time yeah. to put a little bit together. Yeah. But uh, that's just how that goes whenever a movie is already pretty much made and yeah. you give a guy a little bit to work with at the last second and say, oh, here you go. That's just how it is. And it, if he had made it from the get-go, it might have been a completely different film. I mean, let's look at it. Maybe. And it might have been a much better film. Yeah. But it, I just find it interesting. It's it's just like with, quite honestly, Man of Steel, which I thought was garbage. But Man of Steel, it's amazing to me. That was Snyder's movie. Yeah. And they throw all the bad of that movie on the producer, which was uh, oh the man who made uh, the Batman films, the Dark Knight movies. Oh uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, them. Can't think of the name off the top of my head. Yeah, me either. Yeah, but Christopher Nolan. Nolan, and I'm, yeah. I apologize, but that's not his fault. It wasn't his fault. It was Zack Snyder's fault. Zack Snyder's the reason why you have crap DC films right now. Yeah, and and, and so you expect a four hour cut is going to be better. But this being said, I am going to look. At, I'm going to watch it with an open mind and all that. I am. Yeah. I, I did see it in the theater, and I, and I I did find some bits of it quite amusing. Sure. You know, sure. even Batman vs Superman has its moments yeah, of, it of fun that I did and like. like I, said, I don't hate them. But yeah. I, it, it, with Snyder's films, not something me, I planned on watching multiple yeah, times. That's for sure. <laughs> for me, watching Snyder's movies are like watching like, eh, not. I don't hate them. I don't like them at all. Yeah. 
But, it's, but you're a DC guy, so yeah, you just love the. I mean, you know, I, I still just, like those characters. I like too, seeing but. Superman, but that's the problem I have with the Superman movies on him. He's not Superman. Yeah, yeah. You know, and this is not the actor's fault, even. It's just it's the way they're written. It's not. But the biggest problem I have though is that, um, for me personally, that people say, "Oh, it's already all been filmed." I don't think so. I when you get time for him to go through and edit with all this computerized stuff. You could add a whole he could have added, to, who knows. So I mean, I'm not saying he has. I have no idea. We don't know. But that being said, it sure would be nice to have all the time in the world to add and take to and all yeah. that sort of stuff. I'm sure he had a deadline though. Well, sure. Yeah. And I, I, I do but hope it's good. If you do want a good Superman, I want to watch it. I ever watch. If you want a good Superman, we did find out oh, uh, yeah. this. Well, I guess it was last week or something. We're gonna get a Superman '78 series uh-huh. comic book uh-huh. and and a Batman '89 comic book. Of course, it's gonna be digital at first, six issues digital, and then six issues print, and then eventually cl- all collected in one volume by next October. Uh-huh. I'll wait for the fall volume in October and get the whole thing. Well, those are my favorite versions of Batman and Superman. Christopher Reeve is Superman. That's it. Let's face it, Christopher Reeve. You, they've never cast a better my- Superman. It's, Although I do love Dean Cain as a person, he just too. he just was not as good as Christopher Lee. I love them all. Or yeah. Christopher Lee, Lee. <laughs> Christopher, Christopher Lee. Lee, Christopher Reeves. Yeah, can you imagine Christopher Lee as you have, <laughs> you have chosen death? <laughs> Christopher Lee was a completely different actor. I love him though too. I, yeah, I can't too. imagine he was Superman, but now you got that stuck in my head. Although he would have been good Zod. you have chosen pain. He would have been good Zod. Oh, him as Zod. Oh, heck yeah, dude! Back in when he was younger. Oh time. man. Oh yeah. Oh, I would love to see. Oh. And then or get just, Peter Cushing to be Jor-El, you know? That would yeah. have been awesome. That would have been great. Man, oh, been man. Awesome. Somebody Please. animate that make it happen because yeah. you can't do it for real anymore. Yeah, unfortunately. So, But the next movie we have on the list, and once again, I think it has a lot of copyright music, so I don't think I can actually play the audio of the trailer, so we'll just say Cruella. Mm. The movie we didn't ask for. <laughs> when I first heard about it, I was like, why? We already Glenn Close was awesome. Oh, she was dropped. Back in that live oh, action. Oh, yeah. So the, since they already realized they had a live action, because... And this is where... Uh, and they been, did a good job with those movies, I thought. Yeah, well, I didn't see the second one. But I, I like good. the first but one. The first but, one was okay. good. So, uh, the Brian of The Real Brian Show has... Because I, I talked to him offline and everything. He's got another podcast, The Real Brian Show. He says, I need to actually start a segment called Make Disney Great Again. And maybe even some t-shirts. Make Disney Great Again. Because they're not doing it Walt's way. There's a difference between Walt's Disney and the modern Disney. Because... One thing Walt said is we make money so we can make more movies, not we make movies to make money. Yeah. Now, they're just churning out remakes just for money right now. And they're, I, they're yes, there's people who think, oh, you love those remakes to death. Go, that, I'm glad. Enjoy them. That. I'm glad you do. I'm glad you enjoy that. I, but it's it's a money-making scheme. They're just using characters we know, and they're spinning out stuff. And this really didn't look yeah. interesting at all. Although, I do love Evan Stone. Oh, me too. She's great. She's adorable. Mm-hmm. Uh, I even like I, I, I like her, see it. Even though I don't really like that, that musical that she did. Um, I didn't see it. Um, La La Land. Oh, I didn't get to see it. I heard it. I don't want to spoil the ending, yeah, but the, the ending is what ruins the The entire movie gets ruined by the ending. I will say, I was enjoying it all the way up into that point. But she's she's pretty good, although she's not. You can tell she's a she's an actress and not a singer. But we're, she's we're great. Not, though. We're not uh, we're not Cisco Niebert. If you like right. Snyder movies, if you like, Real if you enjoyed La La Land, that's great. I did that's not awesome. like the ending. I I I, I didn't like that. It's, that's not like a, I'm 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 traditional musical. I love happy endings, and that movie does not have a happy ending. Well, that may not want it then. Yeah, don't. Because <laughs> you're like me. You want a happy ending to your musical. Yeah. You want Music Man. You yes. want Oklahoma. Yeah. And you want Seven Brags for Seven Brothers. Yeah, that's right. I love that stuff. But when you go and you say, oh, well, let's be realistic about it. And, you know, things don't always end in happy endings. Oh, You've ruined the, 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 the what's classic and what's enjoyable about musicals. Yeah. Even ha- well, Hamilton has kind of a sad ending, but it's history. It still has a, a kind of cool, interesting ending. Hamilton, I think, was. did you get a chance to watch that Not on yet. Disney Plus? Uh-uh. Check it out, but put subtitles up because those lyrics come by fast. Oh, really? But I found it actually enjoyable. It's, it's getting some mixed people. So I think part of it is like, it's people hear so much about it that when it comes out, they're like, oh, I'm so tired of hearing of this thing that they oh, didn't. Oh, I see. So they, I was trying to come in objectively like, all right, let me see what this is about. And it took me a while to get into the, to what the, the, the music style to get used to it to where I was getting with the lyrics. But by the time like King George comes out, he was so funny. I was like, okay, I'm invested. This, this was good. But I started getting into it. And there's so many different kind of different styles. Because it's not, you know, there's some, some rap in there. But there's a little bit of kind of that hip hop kind of, but like jazz style and bluesy kind of style. 
just oh the music it really was good yeah, I gotta say I really enjoyed it uh, but Hamilton you know it goes all the way up until he dies so it's kind of sad he well, dies sure, yeah. but to think of the legacy he left is kind of happy like he is part of history he's part of our American history all of us Americans that's part of our history and I love that I, think so, they I enjoyed make, it I think they need to make Braveheart the musical <laughs> <laughs> freedom <laughs> as you rip out my intestines yeah so Corella, the movie we didn't ask for I don't know and, they, long and, the <laughs> and I don't know what they're trying to do with this because it's like they're I don't know if they're I, my my thought is I saw the first Maleficent movie I didn't like it and I'm not bothering with the second one yeah, and that I look at this and I think same thing I don't want it yeah. I don't I'm not seeing it I'm a vintage Disney fan, and I'm becoming less and less a fan of modern Disney. The more stuff they make sometimes, the more I'm like, Ugh. although I do kind of want to watch this new thing on Disney Plus I didn't know anything about uh, with the Super Squirrel. Yeah, that looks interesting. That looks cute. I'm going to watch that, and we'll, we'll maybe discuss it next yeah, time. I'll watch it. That looks adorable. It. I'm like, okay. You know I will see Squirrels Cor- drive me crazy. I will but, see right. Cruella because I think she's a good enough actor, so I am going to give it a chance. I, you I, give it a chance, I, I and I'll, this, I'll avoid it. I like I avoid Frozen too. I said to myself the other day, I said, what, Cruella? And then, as I said that, I saw who was playing her and all that. I says, why are they doing this? And then I said to myself, no. Money. So the only reason they're doing it is who money. Who knows? I says, I may just, I'll give it a chance. I mean, I have a, a bad feeling hours. to try to make a hero out of Cruella de Vil. And most likely. And she, I love her as she is as a, as a villain. She's, well, she's even my, scary she's in like one Del- Dalmatians. female villain. She is great. I don't, I don't need villain. any. I don't need any more backstory on her. Glenn Close played her well, to perfection. It's kind of the same the way action. I felt about Hook, who's my favorite villain. And uh, when they took Hook and and I, I now granted that was once upon a time and everything was you know for the fun messed up. But I they, didn't watch once upon a time. I, I didn't really either. But I tried. Someone I was once with did. So <laughs> they they uh, they had him at one point be nearly the hero. And of course, he was handsome. And oh yeah, and Peter Pan was the bad guy. Yeah, and I was like, "That's I, how you tick me off." Thank was, you very I, much. I, I like, am the pan. I was like, "I'm done with that." Yeah, <laughs> that's how that, you cut me right out. They said that they explained it later on. I was like, yeah, I didn't get to it. That kind of stuff just irked me. No, yeah, I was irked. I was like, "I'm not watching this." That is kind of what made me quit watching the show. Actually, uh, I quit watching it after I watched the first episode. Yeah. Well, so I was, you know, I didn't even so. get through the whole. Yeah, but. Talking once again about my podcast reviews, and let me share a review that they have shared with me. This is from T Dixon five hundred eight. Says five stars, and it's a great show. Thank you guys for the trip down memory lane. I'm a big fan of Disney. No shame here. I was a little skeptical about the new Scooby Doo movie, but it was actually pretty good. Keep up the awesome work, guys. I think he's talking about. He probably heard where we reviewed. Uh, I think did you watched yeah. it? So you probably were sharing about it. I'm still kind of like. Eh. Yeah. I'm probably going to see it eventually. It's not bad. The Scoob movie. But yeah, my podcast reviews for just... If you're a podcaster for just $50 a year, you can get all of your reviews, no matter where someone leaves a review, sent right to your inbox. It's very convenient. I like it. And it's, it's very inexpensive compared to what I'm paying to actually host this podcast. I have a link right on the front page. And the nice thing is my podcast reviews allows me to have this nice little thing set up to where the front page of my, pod, of my website at NeverlandPodcast.com I can have some reviews listed right there that will update as people add new reviews. It is a fantastic resource, and it even creates a nice list for you, listener, to come and leave a review, which please do. Please leave a review. Uh, but yes, mypodcastreviews.com. Thank you very much for being an affiliate and helping sponsor this show. But now it's time to get on to some main content. To Disney and beyond. All right, so I only listed a few. Now, these are some some favorite Disney couples. There's a lot more I could go through, but I had I had to qualify this. I was not accepting any. If your name is charming, you're not part of a couple. If you got five minutes in the movie, you're not part of a couple. I wanted to see these characters as a couple, and this ties in with WandaVision. We're getting to see Wanda and Vision, the couple. I'm including Star Wars, Marvel, Disney, Pixar, and just some of our favorite couples. And I have, I've got a list here, but that's not everybody. We'll probably be able to talk about a sure. lot more uh, than what I've actually got listed. I was just trying to get started. And, uh, uh, heck, we've only had the show. You know, we're, we still got at least a good 20 minutes of show here. So uh, we're going to have some fun with this. And I clicked the wrong thing. There we go. Well, the first one I had listed of some of my favorite Disney cuppies. 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 <laughs> Aren't we cute now? I, we, oh, we cuppies. should come up with, like, you know, names where they mix names together. So I'll call this first one 
Belst. That's terrible, though. Bell and the Beast. <laughs> Bell and the Beast. Uh, and you get to see the entire relationship go where they, you know, barely even friends till somebody bends unexpectedly. Unexpectedly. You see the whole thing <laughs> unfold. And no, it is not Stockholm Syndrome. If you say that, I will reach through the microphone and slap you silly. <laughs> it's not Stockholm Syndrome. It's actually because she volunteers to mm -hmm. stay there. And it actually fits very well with the original story. Uh, Disney Story Origins, another great podcast, actually did a thing recently on Beauty and the Beast, going through the original uh, stories, which are very, very, very good stuff. But they pulled a lot of, of it into the film, but made the Beast nasty at first instead yeah. of being actually good. And it kind of broke down the fact that he was nasty before he looked like yeah. a beast. Yeah. He was a, had That's a nasty... At least in Disney's version, but not in the, yeah. the books. The books, he's not nasty at all. Never I, was. I like that he was kind of a... An ugly individual. Yeah. A, a brat. And we get to see him grow and become somebody new. Mm -hmm. And like we see that. Belle kind of lose some of her uh, yeah. preconceived notions of things. Yeah, I like that. They both too. have to change a little bit. Yeah. And I love that. She was that's, a little... She was that's, a little uh, that's still my favorite animated. Was, oh, that was a great one. That, I love it, it. As far as love it, it comes it, to, love it. to romance, that's my favorite one. Yes. And, love it, love it, love it. And that, to me, really changed a lot of the films, uh, the way they made them. And, and they just they did such a great job. It's so I fantastic. I was watching Fantastic. it. To be honest with you, I watched it just a week ago. I was at home watching it. Just it moves me. I yep. love that movie, man. When they, when they get to dance, and that was the one that. Oh, yeah, that's that a good one. And I remember we were so part, excited before that movie came oh, out too, man, dude. I drew it. Remember, I drew it before you came out. Yeah, and then we were watching that music video. Oh, over Disney and over Brought again. the videotape over yeah. to church, and we were watching it. I still to this day uh, when that that part comes on, and and the part where he goes to save her, and then she turns around and and helps him because he's got he got hurt from those wolves. Yeah. That, uh, oh, that's such a moment. That really is something. Uh, it's a great, it's a great film. It's a, it is such a fantastic film and a fantastic well, couple. Okay. Well, people Finding believe that the, the animated way. characters, uh, they're just animated. They can't be look, animated or not, they can move you. Yeah, because <laughs> it's it's, it's good story, good it's, story, yeah. and good character writing is it's just good. that's right. And everybody who worked on that, thank you. Yeah, very much. I loved it. Peter and Wendy. You know they had to be on the list. Now yeah. this isn't like a traditional couple. No, no. Because uh, but I. I, I, I'm kind of blending in a little bit of from Hook and for the overall mythos. Now, I learned something here recently. Too, Speaking of Disney story origins, I was always confused between the difference. What is the Peter Pan book and what is the Peter and Wendy book? Mm. So the initial Peter Pan book was the play published in yes. a book. Peter and Wendy was the novelization of the play. Yeah. And that's what we now I have on my shelf, like two copies of it. There's just yeah, Mark Peter Pan. But they are the novel. They're not yeah. the actual play. Yeah, the novel is able to go more smidge. detail. Yeah, it goes yeah. into more detail. And yeah. It's the same writer. Yeah, it's it's, but it's a little bit more. Yeah. And I would like to read or see the play sometime. That would yeah. be fun. Uh, well, I guess I kind of did when we had the thing with Christopher Walken trying to be... <laughs> I love Walken, but oh, wow. Well, he oh, did wow. the best he could do. Yeah, mean, you know. oh, wow. Um, but, What's you know, there's... Wrong? there's. I love you. the... I love the undercurrent that they like to put in sometimes when they make film of Wendy kind of liking him. But Peter, who was... All against anything growing up. Yeah. Well, just, you know, and I love and hook the lines. Like, I can't, I can't stand for her heart to be broken when she finds out she can't keep you. Yeah. And that's what, in order for Peter, like in, in the movie Hook, which I know a lot of people didn't like it. I love that movie. But in order for him to grow up, he had to give Moira a real kiss. Yeah, that's and right. Not, not a thimble. And in reality, and I personally like Hook too. I wish I could go back I in time it. and change a few things. Uh, but for the most part, I like I that love movie. that movie. You know, I really do. Uh, but it, I just, like I said, they uh, there's a they didn't have a lot of the computer fix stuff back then. Uh, yeah. But I personally think there was a little bit too, too much of the kid stuff in it. But like for instance, the that fact makes that sense, rolling though. like a ball. Oh, that, the, the that, silliness. That, that kind of stuff. I'm okay with that because it was it was but Neverland. It's I, but I like a lot of the, Dustin Hoffman for instance. Oh my oh, gosh. That's yes. Great. But anyway, back to Peter and Wendy. Yeah. So but I Peter, love that. I love it's the Evan current because it's like they're they're not they're a, not a couple really couple couple couple, couple but yet. We kind of always felt like there romance, was a, yeah. it's obviously the spark between them, you know, but <laughs> Peter is just never going to hit puberty. Uh, so the next one, the first prince that actually got a name, and I know you got to love this guy because he's Prince Philip yeah. and Aurora. And I love that Sleeping Beauty has a story and Maleficent, I hate that movie. They ruined it. Uh, but they have this cute story where Prince Philip and Aurora kind of meet in the woods and they don't realize that they have been 
you know, their parents have already kind of arranged for them. Someone. And they go, and they go to like no, to their, their parents oh, are like, oh well, I I I don't want to marry this this prince or this princess. I want to marry this person I met out in the woods. It's and it's the same guy. And it's the same people. And it's this build up. And then you know, I I love that. It's a story. And Maleficent that movie ruined it. I didn't watch it. It I ruined it. I love the Sleeping Beauty movie. It is a great movie, well, and I love you know. I also prin- love this first time we had a prince who was a real character. I love the Walt and them used the music. It was already in Sleeping yeah, Beauty. it's from the ballet. From the ballet. Yes, Isn't that beautiful. And, and it's such a uniquely styled film too. Mm-hmm. I mean, because it looks like a tapestry come to life. Absolutely fantastic. Now let's jump over to Marvel for a little bit because you know you know I was going to list these two. Well, you had to Peter and Mary Jane, Spider Man and Mary Jane. Come on, yeah, you got to give it to him. Really, because when you, I've heard it broken down by a lot of even Marvel writers when they consider the history of stuff, Gwen Stacy's only famous for how she died. She wasn't really that yeah. popular character at the time. Until she died. Until she died, because they didn't really have much development to her character. Now, they've done more stuff with her now. Mm-hmm. And I like, speaking of Emma Stone, I liked her portrayal yeah, of Gwen Stacy. Made it good. Made you feel it when and you see her. When she hit boom, that thug. Oh, that broke your heart. Oh, it did. It did. Although I knew it was coming. I was like, oh, no, she's falling. But when they did it, oh. something about the way she was kind of making a noise. Oh, boy, that got oh. me. That oh. got me every time. I can see it in my head. It's yeah. horrible. I hated the film. But, I actually liked it. But <laughs> she was what did it for me in that movie. Yeah. When she did, she did scene, such a great job. She did. And I even liked, uh, um, uh, um, oh, golly. I can't think of the name, but I know you're talking about Spider-Man it. 3. She did a pretty, yeah. which uh, the thing that I find is funny. Ron Howard's daughter. Ron Howard's daughter. Yeah, I was trying to get her name. I'm sorry. Uh, um, but you took the blonde uh-huh. and turned her into a redhead. Uh-huh. And the redhead. Then you took the redhead and turned her into blonde. a blonde in that series. <laughs> y'all, y'all know what I'm saying, right? Uh, I always found that funny. But Peter and Mary Jane, they're all the ups and downs and weird stuff. And Mephisto making a deal to where they were never married, but they're now working their way to fix that in the comics. Because it's so crazy. Yeah. Mephisto, again, coming up in the show twice. Okay, so now we have to move into Star Wars. Oh, yeah. This is, we ain't even talking Anakin and Padme. That coupling sucked. But Han and Leia, you felt that. Amen. You felt it from the first movie when the giving up the awards and Han kind of gives her this, hey, look. And in reality... You saw that look. And it, what's really funny is we know... Uh, uh, at least us geeks know that that's not how it was originally supposed to be written. Yeah. Originally, it was supposed to be but brother you, and you sister saw. who weren't even brother and sister. Yeah. But there was. But something. we saw that that little thing. You kind of can watch this original Star Wars. You see that look. She got a crush on him. There was a the thing scenes. going there. Because yeah. uh, you you that's what, they have that argument. That's always that I call it Han and Leia syndrome, where you have that little bit of argument. Yeah. She's trying to get him to care because she liked him. They, but I, why I can't you only care about Leia. yourself? Ugh. I know. <laughs> I know. Oh, Han and Leia, man, that was that's, that's your my power favorite. couple. I love and that's part of my problem with the sequels is they busted that whole relationship up of why the first movie. But they kind of sort of fixed some of that. Kind of sort of killed him before they could. I, I still, I still yeah. love Han in that movie too, though he does such a great job. And because I, we love Han. Yeah, oh, we love Han. Man. Yeah, you know, and I love Leia and. Uh, you know, I like that they did try to kind of sort of fix some of that too. I love. They should have never broke it. Should have no. never broke it. And they, especially not even letting us to see what happened. I will not forgive them for that. Anyway, moving on. Love them. All right, Eric and Ariel. I was going to say, there you, you go, Eric and Ariel. Because although it's not my favorite Disney movie, my favorite Disney princess is still Ariel. It might have something to do with my thing for redheads. Oh, I don't I do know. But, I, but but Ariel was the first princess that was allowed to be funny. And it was also the first of uh, several things. It, it was the one that really, even before uh, Beauty and the Beast, it was the one that started bringing the animated right. films back. It was the, the beginning movie. of the Renaissance. Yeah. Uh, some people, I've, I've heard some people I want to consider The Rescue was Down Under, but that didn't quite gain the following that Little Mermaid did. It had to. Well, and it was first. Yeah, before it was Rescues. before it. But, but not just that. But it didn't quite. Rescue's Down Under also was going against Home Alone. And so yeah. it didn't have But it was big... never, I, I never thought it was as good as the original Rescuers. Well, I personally like it better. But that being said, that or not with Ariel and them, there it, it captured several things. I haven't watched it in a long time. And I don't think about it. What I love about uh, Ariel and Eric is there's no way on earth it could work. And in the book, it doesn't. Yeah, and it's heartbreaking. And I, as much as I love the story, I yeah. love Hans Christian Andersen. There's, uh, but it's not Disney no Story Origins actually covered this pretty well too. I love the fact that mm-hmm. they. Some people say, "Oh no, give me the original every time." Well, look, here's the thing: Disney was brilliant. Why would you want to watch a cartoon movie where you get everyone's emotion into it and everything else and then destroy it? No, no, no. Yeah. They were brilliant, just like with other films like Hunchback and all. 
it's they're brilliant not to yeah. destroy. Yeah, because basically it, it's it's too deep for them to be able to explain in animation what's supposed to really go on. Because I mean, when you get into this the original story and walking hurt her feet. Yes, but she would dance for the prince. Yes, but they they kind of you know they there's the quick version. Everybody says, oh well, she. Jiden became seafoam. That's when you get in, into the rest of the book. That's not what she doesn't die and just become seafoam. She becomes this spirit, uh-huh. and she looks over the children. Hans Christian Andersen always had some sort of lesson, some sort of yeah. thing for the children, yeah, he did. and she is an example of of sacrifice and love. She's an embodiment of it in the book, and so that's great. That's, but it's hard to communicate that in an animated film. So it's nice to go and have the happy ending. Yeah, because plus you don't want the kids walking out there crying. Yeah, which they would, because they wouldn't have understood what they were trying. If you try to communicate what Hans Christian Andersen was trying to communicate, it just it was really difficult to do. Yeah, because Hans Christian Andersen was a brilliant. He was oh, a genius. He, was genius. he really was. I watched the musical not that long ago. Um, I, I before I get into the next the next couple of couples, I got I got other ones. I mean, I, I completely forgot about Elastigirl and Mister Mister Incredible. Oh yeah, I love them. Oh, they're great. You got to learn to be more flexible. Well. And as long as you're doing that, let's go to the opposite. Holly, realm and plus, that. Holly Hunter and uh, oh, Holly and Coach. Hunter. Oh, you're talking about um, Neil. Uh, uh, oh, uh, I thought you'd have because you watch more. Oh, well, I love. Him. I just watched him uh, this morning on another movie. Man, what did that dude uh, name? Oh, uh, yeah, but y'all know who I'm talking about. He, uh, come Craig on, T. Nelson. So, Craig T. Nelson. They're so great as actors and yeah, such are. great characters. Yeah, so that's definitely one of my favorite couples. I, I recognize his voice even from the commercial long before they. Yeah, incredible. He like said, yes, I, got, I was like, oh, that's him. That's great. Yes. Nelson. But yeah, you want to throw one out there? Oh, yes. As long as we're going that direction, except that this is not uh, the Girl. This is Mr. Fantastic and Invisible Woman. Because they're Marvel, Marvel characters. Yes, You're right, are. buddy. Boy. I love them as a couple. Yeah, there and you I, go. And I love that you have his best friend and her brother involved with the Fantastic Four. Yeah. I mean, that's why they're called the original family, you know, the, the super family. Yeah, the super family. That's why you yeah. got the Incredibles have that whole right. hint all the time, that right. whole Stan Lee thing. And it's it's tremendous. And and that is the, the family that brought us into the whole comic book realm that we're in now because yeah. that's why when people, when people talk about Fantastic Four not really being that big of a deal, I'm like, uh, they're a huge deal. They are the they reason just they haven't gotten a good movie yet. That's it. And but it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's on there. Play. There will come a day. Mm-hmm. We will have a great Fantastic Four movie. There's other. Oh, great- and you know what? C- can I just throw Steve and Peggy Carter in there? Sure. Cap and Peggy Carter. Yeah, I do love them. They, I just. And I'm, that's one that was, thing that, as much as Endgame was kind of a rough one, mm-hmm. I, the, it's, it's a, the payoff for me is yes. yeah, him and Peggy getting their dance. Yeah, that was I great. was, ah, oh, that made me feel good. I also enjoyed seeing uh, Tony Stark and his gal. Uh, oh, yes. And, um, oh, wow. Gwyneth Paltrow. Uh, uh, Penny something, Penny, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. No, it's, or it's no. not Penny. Um, wow. Yeah, I think it was Penny. Maybe, is it Penny? Isn't that terrible? I'm forgetting yeah. stuff. Yeah. I'm at, I'm getting old, y'all. Okay, <laughs> I, I I forget stuff. What's my name again? Okay. <laughs> yeah, there's some great Marvel couples out there when you really yeah, kind of dive in. But you know, I some of your favorites, Betty and uh, uh, Bruce Banner, was an interesting thing because yeah, it's just too bad that we didn't bring Liv Tyler back. Although there was an interesting twist to have maybe him and Natasha having a bit of chemistry. That well, was, the, that the was whole, interesting. The whole thing in the comic book. Now they're not able to get into this extremely much into the, and I don't want to get too deep into the physicality of it. But in the comic book. Uh, there was a one point where he couldn't become human again. Yeah, and she was a human, and there wasn't anything they could do. But they were married together. at the they time. Were. Yeah, and it was like, uh, you know, I don't know. It was just, it was a crazy thought. I won't go into all that. And I remember being a teenager with that, and I always asked people, "How is that supposed to work?" Because, ouch. Well, not just that. At that time, the Hulk was bigger than he'd ever been as far yeah, as he was huge. Physical. They had him standing taller, and some of the pictures they made really tall. Yeah, they had him so tall. His hand, I remember one picture they had of his hand like around her, and her body was nearly the size of his hand. Yeah. Now, this is whenever they could have him just get bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. And it was, they kind of handled that in the film. Um, that Hulk That original film. Hulk one. Yeah. Because yeah, he'd get was, madder, he'd get bigger. Yeah. And so yeah. I kept thinking. And this I, I actually kind of like the way the Betty relationship played out because I like that his first, you know, that big Hulk out when he escapes is. He when he sees Betty and he has that look like I've been looking all over for you yeah, when he calms, calms down, down and turns back to human that I I love that scene makes that movie kind of worth it and I like how the steam was coming off of it yeah that was kind of cool yeah right that's actually a great scene I mean it's, it's not a great Hulk movie but it has some but, great moments but you know what I even love it when he turns there in his house when that jerk is right there and you see him 
pound the floor and he's turning like Aah! great actor too playing the <sighs> Eric Bannon did a great job but that's why I like whenever I, the I kind of like that relationship because she, uh, where everything else is is what makes him go green she's what makes him calm and yeah. come back home again which is I why like is, not bringing Liv Tyler back having the black widow have the thing sun's getting real low that she's able to calm him yeah to turn him yes. I kind of like that they kind of put somebody in that part because you, you gotta have to have somebody to be your relaxation yeah and I understand but that. I'd love that in that original Hulk movie when he sees Betty. Plus, it was Jennifer Connelly was Betty. Oh, yeah. You know. But, yeah, when he sees her and the look, he gets like, where have you been? I've been listening. You know what? I've been through looking and, for you. And, and he just and let's not forget, down. Uh, oh. It was uh, Sam. Um, oh, uh, Excuse me. Pardon me for burping there, Paul. Yeah, people. They, uh, Sam. Uh, not Sam Neill. Sam. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. Who played uh, her father, Thunderbolt. Although, I do kind of like the new the new Ross. I like that actor as oh, well. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's a great actor. Um, so it was nice William, to see William him back Hurt. in Civil War. Yeah. But, uh, yep. Uh, every time I hear his voice, I want to eat beef. Yeah. Because this was well, for, for dinner. dinner. Yeah, that's right. Yes. So, yeah, that's another great Marvel couple. Um, any, any other Marvel couples you want to throw out before we well, move on see. to my final top four? Oh, well, they got to be the top four. That's right. They? We probably better move on to the top four because that's we're getting good. kind of the end of the show. So, the funny thing is this is like the polar opposites of couples. Okay? Mm, yeah. Daisy and Donald. Yes, they are well, like Roseanne. The show. I'm not. I was not a fan of the fan of the show Roseanne, but it was supposed to be. They're more like a real couple that fight all the time. Yeah, but they just love each other to death somehow. But they just fight all the time, and they're the complete opposite of the number one Disney couple, Mickey and Minnie, who've mm-hmm. been been together since the beginning. They're like the perfect couple, and you know, I will note they have had their problems in some of the shorts, oh, yeah. like the little whirlwind. Oh, yeah. You know? <laughs> but it's not Mickey's fault. You know, a no, tornado hit. Happen. You know? Things happen. The one thing I do like about those characters is not one of them are perfect. Right, and right. If, if you're perfect all the time, where does the fun come from? Yeah. you got to have which, your Which is what makes that nice mix, because Daisy and Donald are always fighting. And I love it. Even in the newer shorts, they had this whole thing where Daisy and Donald are always fighting. It's like, why can't we be more like Mickey and Minnie? Mm-hmm. And then Mickey and Minnie have a blow-up or whatever, and... <laughs> Uh, they're using Donald like, oh, you know, they're just like us after all. You yeah, know? not, I, I not like everybody's that. perfect. Yes. Nobody is perfect. But come on, Mickey and Minnie are the Disney couple. Oh, they are. And dang it, Mickey, if you like it, you should put a ring on it. Come on, it's been, have we gone on 90 years? Yep. I mean, come years. on, come oh, on, Mickey. Oh, oh, come on, Mickey. Happens. Come on. Good, buddy. Get with it. We're waiting. Afraid of commitment. Totally afraid of commitment. You got problems, mm-hmm. mouse. Don't be a mouse, be a man. That's right. There you go. <laughs> All right, but I think we've fooled around long enough. This has been a good time. Hopefully, you've enjoyed the show. If you've enjoyed the show, make sure you leave us a nice review somewhere because it'll pop up on my podcast reviews, mypodcastreviews.com, or click on the affiliate link right there on the front of the page. Come back next time when uh, I, I'm working on having another guest, uh, JD, I think it's Sumter, uh, big guy on on uh, uh, radio dramas and radio comedies and all kinds of different stuff of modern ones. He does a show all about it, and I think we're going to have some fun. I'm probably will have him next week uh, or next 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 show. I'm working on that. I need to get a hold of him. So lots more fun to be had as we go to Disney and beyond. Hey, thanks for listening to this week's episode of Neverland to Disney and Beyond. And of course, I want to remind you to keep a pixie in your pocket. What do I mean by that? Well, that is that young at heart, positive thoughts that you're going to keep in your pocket and share it with other people. Pull out that pixie dust and share it. Make sure, of course, that you check our show notes right there in whatever app you're listening to. There's a way to find the show notes. Now, I don't know what app you're listening to, so I can't tell you the specifics, but go and check it out. Also, visit our website, NeverlandPodcast.com. Make sure that you leave us a nice review on whatever you're listening to, be it Apple or Google or Stitcher or just about anywhere. Leave us a nice review, and we appreciate that. Also, make sure you share the show with others because we like to bring other people into our community. And, of course... Make sure you visit our Patreon page, patreon.com slash neverlandpodcast. We appreciate all of your help to keeping the magic alive here in Neverland. And, of course, if you're looking for a bit more fun, go search for us on YouTube, Neverland to Disney and Beyond. Until next week, like I said, keep a pixie in your pocket. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.